Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. playoff old boy yet greetings loyal listeners you're listening to the first ever playoff edition of the blowhole on finsider radio uh this evening you are joined by myself james radio and my ever trusty rob to mystic co-host the Robcast. rob five years later and we're in the playoffs that's all Can you believe needed. it as a bit no i think it's actually six years six years of this podcast that's all it took it's all to it get took. a playoff one man never in doubt never in I, doubt you- i remember i remember watching the pits the miami dolphins at the pittsburgh steelers led by our favorite quarterback matt, matt Moore, Moore with you at a buffalo wild wings in st petersburg florida uh, after a, uh, that was a really fun season. That was actually, a, that season was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it didn't and then, end uh, fun when yeah. Tannehill Hill got And we started our podcast right after that. Yeah, that was fun. This is, um, yeah, we got uh, Mr. Automatic, three for three. Thank God we didn't cut him. Jason Sanders, our entire offense, up until that debacle of a, that awesome last play Miami Miracle, the try of the Jets there, throwing it away in the end zone. He sure did his job. He sure he sure he did, did what they pay job. him three million dollars a year to do. Three million—that's nothing he, for football. That's what like. That's like what the guy like 
who massages their backs gets. Come on. That is not true. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, kickers don't usually make that much. And uh, either way, I, I'm happy that Jason Sanders made the field goal. So we are talking. I mean, it was a game. It was a little uglier than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I thought Skylar Thompson, you know, we're not going to do a full recap because there's really not a whole heck of a lot to recap. But we talk about little things that we liked. Um the commitment to the running game, I liked. I liked the way the offensive line played. I think I, I've i been on record as saying I do not believe that that Jets defense is as good as people think it is. Um, they're not. They're a good defense that they are. Um, and and I, but I, I liked the way our offense didn't kill our like they didn't kill our chances. They they didn't make any stupid mistakes. Thompson looked scared at times but uh he didn't 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 turn the ball over at all um you know i really liked the running attack and like i said i thought the offensive line uh played very very well for as banged up as they are and yeah, no um, no turnovers no turnovers no missed kicks is basically we lose that game if if that doesn't happen you know <laughs> right and good... and the defense played well yeah the defense played you know they, they did what they had to do it's a jets offense that has just been uh, I no touchdowns in a few games for them now. I believe their last three games, no touchdowns. So um, they they fired their OC. Well, we did we did what we had to do. We didn't didn't get any sacks, which was interesting. I told you Flacco would get the ball out quickly. Um, he does. He doesn't, he had no you know, time though. The defense the he, defense was in his face. So yes. Yeah, and we were stopping the run, which that's one thing we've done consistently well all year. Um, would have liked to have seen some turnovers. Uh, didn't force any turnovers. I would have liked to, I would have liked okay. to have seen them, uh, double Garrett Wilson a little sooner when he basically caught like 17 passes in a row and was the only guy making plays for them. And it was like, why is, why is not everybody, everybody just following him? That's all we need to do. Then I think it was on like one of those, fi- you know, on the final drive, they finally had some bodies around him and, you know, kept him from from making the catch or for getting the first down, which was nice, nice to see. Yeah, I mean, he was all they had going. Uh, their offensive line is really banged up as well. They were also down to their their third option at quarterback, uh, Joe Flacco. Um, You know, their running backs didn't really get anything going. Um, like I said, our, our run defense has been you know the the one consistent thing this defense does well is stopping the run against running backs if it's a running quarterback forget it but um you know running backs like traditional running games we're we're good at stopping those um i'd much rather see a third and one than i would a third and 13 with this defense i'll take third and one <laughs> 10 times out of 10 um and it was that kind of game they held the jets to 187 total yards 149 passing 38 rushing um, defense was, they, they did what they needed to do. Uh, so what we said, we said the defense was going to have to play well, special teams was going to have to play well, and the offense was going to have to not make any mistakes. It's exactly what happened. And they so, ran the ball. They ran the hell out of the ball. I really liked the, the run schemes and the, the types of runs they were doing things we hadn't really seen much of this year. Um, you know, outside runs, motion runs, you know, misdirections, you know, where it looked like the run play was going one way. And then it was really a jet sweep around to the other side. Um, I'm surprised we haven't seen more wide receivers getting into the running game. I don't think we didn't really see any of that, um, on Sunday, but just given what, you know, the offensive system that McDaniels or McDaniel came from, 
um, and, you know, the things he was doing with the wide receivers in San Francisco and the talent that we have at wide receiver here in Miami, I'm surprised we didn't really see much of it this year. So it's, maybe they're saving it for special occasion. Maybe they're saving it for this weekend when we really need the running game to show up. So I, I, I wouldn't, uh, we'll I wouldn't see. really expect it because Debo is a different build. De- Debo is, is a giant man. Like, so he, you know, he's made for, for breaking tackles as much as running away from people. Not that, not that you can't, you know, that Hill and Waddle with their speed, you can, can't find uses for them, but he's a total, Totally different player than the way they were using Debo in San Francisco last year. I'm not suggesting giving the ball to Hill seven to ten <laughs> times on the ground. I'm suggesting two to three times. I mean, the, he there. I saw a stat the other day. I think he's the only player in NFL history with over a hundred rushing attempts to average over eight yards a carry or something like that. That's Tyreek Hill. Um, and to just not use it, that just not even. I don't recall seeing it this year. I mean, do you like, maybe yeah, there's I'm been missing, a couple, maybe I mean, once or twice, but like not the, he got a rush in the, in the Patriots. Was that in the Patriots game that didn't a that, rushing they touchdown, ruled it a running play, but it wasn't it wasn't, really a run. Yeah. I mean, it was like a swing pass. It was like a, like a lateral. Yeah. So yes, technically it was a run and it counted as a rushing touchdown, but I'm talking about like jet sweeps, handoffs, reverses. He's like got a couple of things. He's, he's, but, but I don't think he's, I, I did say less than 10 in the whole, the whole season. Yeah. And Waddle too. Like, I'm like, again, like, I'm not saying like, give the guy the ball seven times a game on the ground. Like, no, like, but once or twice, you know, why not? Um, Either way, it could be something, you know, that they're holding out for. Um, There's been as good as the offense has been this year. And I, I, I'm not, I don't want to nitpick and complain. Um, This is the best offense we've seen in, since the Marino since the Marino era, for sure. Um, you know, not even, not even really close, but there's just, there's things about it that, that irk me. Like I, I don't get, you know, the lack of commitment to the run game. I don't get how you can't, you know, I've said it a bunch on this show, like how, you know, you don't get Kasiki involved in this offense when you have two guys that are taking the top off the defense and you have a, a very good receiver over the middle that can catch the ball underneath and those short to intermediate routes. Like he runs them well, um, he also runs, you know, seam routes very, very well too. Like I just, I, as for as gifted an offensive mind as McDaniel is, I don't understand how they haven't figured out a way to get Kasicki involved. He's a plus talent at that, you know, at, and he's a complimentary piece to the, you know, he's very, very different from what you have in Hill and Waddle. Um, I just don't understand how he hasn't been a bigger part of the offense. Uh, he did lead the team in receptions and yards, I believe, uh, in the Jets game. <laughs> and I feel like once, when two is not in there, he is, you know, definitely been more of a part of the offense. So most likely we'll see more of him in Buffalo, I would imagine. Um, but we'll, we'll start talking about Buffalo a little bit, uh, as we move on, but anything else you want to talk about in, in terms of the Jets game? Like I said, I thought the, um, the offense for what it was up against, you know, the Jets are ranked as a top 10 defense in the NFL. Oh, they're going top, to Buffalo. They're it's, a top you know, 10 their defense, defense is not nearly as good. Yeah, but their offense is a little better than the Jets. Slightly. Slightly. <laughs> um, you, um, you totally missed the biggest, most important thing that happened in the Jets game. Our coach, Mikey McD, got his first challenge. He won oh, his first right. challenge. Six times the charm. It worked. It worked. There was, yeah, we didn't really talk about much of the officiating. There so was uh, no, the, no, no surprise. Here, here's a, a slight, a, a slight tangent. Have you ever, 
I haven't listened to the the radio guys, you know, the AM, the the Miami radio guys in a long time. Um, I don't think they're very good. <laughs> so I ended up in the car for a lot of that game. I I was supposed I was like went to a gig. We were eight hours away from home, but forty minutes from where we were staying. Left the guitar. I had to go drive, and I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I now get to spend. 80 minutes in the car during the game. So I'm listening through the NFL app to the radio feed. And like there was, so the first challenged call where it was like, he didn't touch him. It was a fumble. And the, the, the announcer's like, you got to throw that flag. There's like, it, 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 he, nobody touched him. So I'm like, all right, they're, they're not telling me what's going on. So I threw on the Sunday ticket just so I could not the Sunday ticket, but the, the, yeah, the, the ticket. So I could just listen to the TV feed through the car speakers um, and I, and I get back by the time I get to the game, they're like, yeah, I don't know why he threw that challenge flag. <laughs> he was obviously touched. And I'm like, Jesus guys, you're killing me on the other, on the, uh, radio cast. They were like, they were made it sound like it was a no brainer. We were going to win. And I'm like, we're getting the ball back. And then I just hear like, well, boy, that was a wasted challenge. And I'm like, oh. yeah, no, yeah, that, that was, that was not a good one. And I haven't listened to the AM Miami radio guys since i was probably a child uh, but i did when i was um uh, when i was traveling for the i was not in san francisco when they were playing the 49ers out here i was in texas for a wedding um and i was listening to the game as we were driving to the uh, to the wedding um through the am uh cast or through you know through my phone and uh yeah i, I remember thinking wow they uh not very excited. Not providing a lot of uh, not not a lot of insight here. I uh, love the hearing their voices. Well, so I love hearing their voices because it's nostalgic, time. right? There's so many calls I remember them making or hearing them make, and I'm just like, I'm like, you guys, you're on the radio. You need to explain what's happening. You can't just be talking. You know, you can't just expect us to know what just happened. You need to explain it to me, please. I, yeah, paint me a picture with your mouth. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, as touched upon, um, a much different opponent opponent this week than we had in the jets last week. And we will be having, you know, pretty much the same, the same team going up to Buffalo that, that played against the jets on Sunday. Obviously everybody by this point knows no two attack of Iloa, uh, no Teddy Bridgewater. It will be the Skylar Thompson show again. Um, Teddy's not unlikely. officially out, but yep. it's more, but it's likely going to be, t- uh, Skylar. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I know, but we're, um, we don't want to make, you know, people might even be hearing this news might even be out. But it's, we're recording this Thursday night, and odds are, um, so there's two people who haven't practiced that, if they're ready to go, will play without practice. And we need, we I'd love to see both of them, and that's Armstead and Mostert. Neither of them have practiced yet this week, so it's, they'll probably, at best, get the questionable tag, might get the doubtful tag. You guys will probably know by the time you're listening to this. Um, God, having both of them makes our, like, quadruples our win percentage, like, up to, like, 5%. Do you have – I haven't actually looked this up. Do you know which thumb it is that Mostert broke? Is it the one that he carries the ball with? <sighs> I don't know why in my head I want to say his right thumb. And, I mean, I guess they – I mean, they carry the ball in both hands depending on which side they're running in, but – well, right, but I'm saying like if if, if I mean he's, he's obviously right. he's got a broken thumb, so if he's going to yeah. play, he's going to have some kind of club on one of his hands. It's not unheard of. There's been running backs that have played like that, um, you know, where you secure, you know, you you obviously can only carry in one hand. Then, 
Um, you're, you're very limited. Um, but yeah, I would, I would love I it if you could get out on the field fingers. and play. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's a, you know, he's without Tua, like he's, you know, the best option we have on offense. This is one thing though. I will say we went up to, when we went up to Buffalo the first time, we didn't have Jeff Wilson. Like he was, he was out that game and he did not play. So they haven't seen him all year. Cause they, he obviously wasn't on the team when we played him the first time. Um, so that might be something, you know, they you know, just looking <laughs> to grasp at anything here. We are 14 I, point underdogs or 13 point underdogs at the time of this, uh, <laughs> of this recording. So, um, not a lot of hope going up there. The bills are arguably the best team in the NFL. They're the number two seed in the AFC. Um, they have the, extra, the extra motivation, not that any teams need extra motivation, but they're playing for DeMar Hamlin. So that's like, you know, pot, you know, everybody's kind of rooting for them. That's that's doesn't have a rooting interest against them. will be pulling for them, all that kind of stuff. The Moser thing, though, he is just we always knew he was fast, but that guy has become like a bowling ball, like the the angry runs, the the not going down, yeah. like the the yards after contact or would have just been like Wilson. He makes Wilson look bad because like because like Wilson will have a good run. And I'm like, why didn't you why didn't you bounce off all of those guys? <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, because because it's because normally yeah, I mean, you to, I, I said it going into the season. He's a very, very good running back. Having seen him play out here when he was healthy. Um, you know, he was clearly the best running back on, on this 49er team out here in San Francisco, uh, when he was here. Um, and he's done a lot of, a lot of really good things for this team this year. Uh, I wish they used him more. Um, I hope he's able to go on Sunday. Um, that'll make the game a lot more fun to watch. I feel like, but, um, you know, not optimistic broken thumb for a, for a running back is a tough thing to, yeah, I'm <laughs> to not even, play with. So honestly, like. Yeah, I want them to run more, which obviously they've been doing since two has been out. But I'm not even going to crush them on the usage because he's not he's not Derrick Henry. You know, you're not running him 30 times between the tackles, so I don't mind the spelling. I feel like they've been using him a good amount. Um, I mean, he ended up I think with this almost the same with similar carries and Wilson right in the game where he missed like he missed like a quarter and a half or whatever it was last week. Right. I'm just saying, I mean, there's been, you know, I mean, there's been times this year where like, I, I feel like they could have used him more like the, the yeah, San well, Diego they, game. The, well, they should have. Sorry, San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> they the should have been running, Chargers but that was game. just, that was the just San running Francisco in general. Game. Um, you know, the, even the first, the last time they were in Buffalo, I felt like obviously he had that amazing first quarter and then I don't know where he went. Like, I mean, they used him a little bit after that, but it's not like they were stopping him. I just didn't understand why they kind of went away from him in that game. Um, th those are the things I'm talking about. Like, you'd like to see him like, yeah, no, know, we're get more carries in those in those situations. But I felt like we we get one. We it wasn't that we went away from him. We went away from the running game entirely in those situations. It wasn't like they gave his 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 carries away. At that point, I would even been, I would have been happy with anybody carrying the ball. We needed to run more, which we're doing. If there's a silver lining on this, on on you know starting Skylar Thompson, Mike McDaniel's remembering that he you know that he's a run game guru genius, and maybe he could you know, let's start putting some of that to work. Yeah. So I, I feel like, you know, hopefully we'll be able to run the ball. Buffalo is obviously going to be keyed on stopping the run, especially given what we did last time we went up there. And now knowing, you know, that they're going to, they're going to be facing Skylar Thompson and the passing game is not going to be nearly as strong. So that might open some things up. Like maybe, you know, maybe we'll see some things open up because we did see that when they started keying in the run, the last time we were in Buffalo is that's when the pass opened up. Right. That's when the you you had the long pass to Waddle. 
you had the the long touchdown to Waddle. You had the long touchdown to Hill. Like those things happened after you had established, you know, a very strong running game. Um, what we really need to happen, though, and the most important thing is the defense containing that offense. And again, last time we were up there, Buffalo scored. Allen had three touchdown passes in the first half, I, I think. Um, maybe four. Was no, it was three, right? Three in the first half. He ended up with four in the game. Um, but uh yeah, if we play a little bit more like we played in the second half of that game on defense, and we're able to establish and and control the ball on offense, we're able to run, we're able to hit some passes. I, I think we can keep it close. Um I don't you know, I don't foresee that happening. Like I'm being realistic. Like, you know, we are 13 point underdogs. The bills are a tremendous team. It's very hard to win in Buffalo. Um, you know, we had a hard time when we went up there pretty much at full strength. Um, I feel like we should have won that game. Uh, that was, that one really hurt and we didn't, this team going up there now is, is a shell of the team that went up there last time. Um, and I, I think we'll keep it close for a little while, but I think in the end, Buffalo pulls away and I'm going to predict a, uh, 31 to 10 victory for the, uh, for the Buffalo bills. Insane. Will you fool? <laughs> um, yeah. what, what do you got for us, Rob? So Give us that Rob to mystic opinion. I mean, yeah, it's no secret. We need 250 yards rushing minimum to win this game. We probably could also need a turnover and we need Jason Sanders. Perfect to give us a chance to win this game. Um, Possible, sure. Probable, no. But being the optimist, I haven't bet against them yet. I haven't picked against them yet. I'm not going to do it today. So I'm going for the 10% chance. It's probably a 5% chance that the game could go just that way. I can see it now. They're sitting there. You know, it's a back and forth game. It's 10-7, 10-10. It's going to be 17-10. We're going to be down 17-10. We're going to score the tying touchdown and go for two and win 18-17. <laughs> that would be amazing if that if that did happen. Um, I was uh, talking to a, uh, a friend of mine who is a Patriots fan, um, and I was telling him today, I will be ecstatic if we have a better showing in Buffalo in the first round than you guys had in Buffalo in the first round last year, for those of you that don't remember the bills uh, just destroyed new England in that game. I believe the final score was 45 to seven. I think no puns. We can they do better on, than that. I scored, think we can do better than that. They scored on every possession. There was no, no punts in that game. It was, a, that's a, just a Madden game right there. Yeah. I, th I think we can do better than that. I have faith. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm tying. I'm tying my, uh, whatever i'm tying myself to that like i think we can i think we can do better than that so um i'm just excited we made the playoffs i'm looking forward to seeing a playoff game have we don't get to see them that often so um you know hopefully the guys relish this opportunity and play the games of their lives play the game of their lives and um you know and it's entertaining and fun to watch that's uh that's pretty much all we can hope for at this point so it's been a good season we're gonna take a break right now when we come back we're gonna look at the rest of the playoff picture and we are gonna play uh, another round of Fantasy Camp, so please stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. 
And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. And we're back. So uh, one thing I did want to touch on, we made a really concerted effort. You know, we we briefly mentioned the two attack of ILO situation. He's obviously not playing. Um, you know, his health is paramount to everything. Uh, we really, really hope he recovers. There's going to be a lot of things to talk about in the offseason when it comes to the quarterback position and what the Miami Dolphins are going to do. We're going to stay focused on this week and the fact that we're in the playoffs and just kind of enjoy that. We'll start talking about what to do at the quarterback position and what this team can do moving forward um, next week after we, um, you know, finish the podcast and I'll actually be in Florida. So we can, uh, we can cast next week, Rob, oh, if you're, we, if you're available. So yeah, we could fight, we could fight, fight in person. We can do it in person. We can get drunk again on air. Like I we miss it. I miss it. I need it. Yeah, that'd be fun. So anyway, uh, we'll save that for next week. Um, but you know, obviously we're aware of it. Um, Tua did not clear uh, protocol. I did. I had one of the listeners earlier in the year tell me there, there actually are some, there are rules that they don't ever mention about players that have had concussions, like multiple concussions within, you know, a season and where they get to in the timelines. I, I don't really talk about it that much because I don't know if it's true and I've never actually really seen it written, but it was said if they have two in a season, they have to sit out for at least a month. And then I, he also said that if they have three in a season, they can't play for the rest of the year. They're done for the year. Well, um, I don't know if that's true, but you know, this there, is to his second on record. So, and, you know, it, a lot of people say he had three, he only has two on record. So right. he would, in that case, he would need to sit out a month. So if by some miracle they win, maybe they, maybe he gets cleared next week. Who knows, but there, we'll it, leave it at that. We're not going to speculate. There, there definitely is a thing where if the closer they are together, the more, the more you have. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the numbers are. That sounds probable. Yeah. Cool. Our um, listeners so are smart. there are an amazing slate of games this weekend playoffs we don't really like i said we touched on in the beginning we don't really get to talk about the playoffs too much are there playoffs. amazing are there amazing games i feel like I've, i feel like if lamar and Tua were playing we'd have some amazing games i feel like true. there's there's a bunch of crappy games that are fun because they're playoffs i think they'll be good games i think dallas i let's let's start off in the afc so and you touched on a, a point i did want to make uh, lamar jackson has been ruled out of the baltimore game as well um, but yeah, had Lamar and Tua been playing, you would have Justin Herbert versus uh, versus uh, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence, Lamar Jackson versus Joe Burrow, and Tua Tagovailoa versus Josh Allen, and that's just the AFC. That's amazing, and all those guys are young. Um, obviously, Tua has some some injury issues, and you know we'll see where his career goes. But those are young quarterbacks, all in the AFC, and those are those are just I that's fantastic. I think, I mean, that's, that's really exciting. And then waiting for them is Patrick Mahomes after that, right? Like with the chiefs. So AFC is loaded, um, at, at quarterback, young quarterback talent. And, um, yeah, that would be, that would be an exciting slate of games. If, if everybody was healthy going into them, I think these games would obviously be a lot more exciting, but, um, Los Angeles chargers at Jacksonville Jaguars, the, uh, chargers are favored by two and a half on the road. Jacksonville went to LA and handed it to them earlier this year, 38 to 10. I believe that was week two. It was, and the chargers were pretty healthy in that game. They were and not was healthy. Not a, that was, was the week. That was the game. The very game after Herbert, like broke 15 of his ribs 
and like could ba- barely fell apart and like oh and, that's right yeah. that's right that's right it was the first game after that and he it took but they him still like had their month. receivers like they're they their, their uh, receivers, the starting left but, tackle that's like really really good was still playing in that game but you know, herbert did bad. not play well for like a month or more six weeks after that that thing how much of it i don't know but it's a you know he, he was crushed so i don't think he was 100 percent. i still like i don't know I, the, honestly, I just love the, the way Jags, this Jacksonville team is playing they right should, now. They, I, they I, should, I really do. They oh, they needed a defensive score to to beat the terrible Titans. Like they they were like they almost lost that game. I mean, I know they're they're feisty, they're fun, they're fun to root for. I don't know how good they are. I think they're pretty good. Um, I, I watched a, a lot of it. Actually, I watched I think the entire game. Um, the Titans are, they're well coached. Vrabel's a good coach. Dobbs played well in that game. I know he's not a great quarterback. Derrick Henry played. He's amazing. Like they have a, they're a good, the Titans are good. Even when they're banged Dobbs, up. Like they're Dobbs wasn't team. even in the NFL three weeks ago. He's like, yeah, he played well, but that's, is that he's not good. I mean, granted, I'd probably love to have him right now going into the it's an it's a division matchup like where the you know these teams they know each other they're usually close jacksonville playing you know it's a big game for them they're young they haven't played a lot of big games i'm actually switching i I I think they i think they really i like the jacksonville i like the jags getting points but i'm switching now just hearing you talk i I think the chargers (laughs) are gonna win all right and then uh we talked about baltimore going into cincinnati so cincinnati favored by almost 10 points nine and a half at home it's not going to be close. I, I mean, I think Cincinnati walks away with this one. They're, they're what, Baltimore. I mean, is Ty? I think is the Ty. I don't even know if Tyler Huntley's been cleared to play. Like he has been. Okay. So he's yeah. So he will start, but that doesn't matter. I mean, well, it matters. He's he's much better than their third string. Is awful. Their third string makes makes Skyler look good. Now I don't think they're going to win, but it makes it. But it does make a difference. Yeah, that game's not going to be close. The Bengals are a red hot, and which is really interesting because I do feel like obviously we're you know, going to have a tough time in Buffalo. I know you predicted them to win, but in all likelihood, it's going to be Buffalo versus Cincinnati in the second round. And that game, they didn't get to finish on Monday night, which I think we all agree. They made the right decision not to finish the game, but now Cincinnati is going to have to go to Buffalo. And I just, I don't know. I don't I, like, I don't know how they didn't factor that into their little decision that if that was one of the outcomes that that would also have to be played on a neutral field. Cause that doesn't seem very fair to Cincinnati to me. Um, so they're going to have to, most likely they're going to have to go to Buffalo and that second, that second round game is going to be played in Buffalo. And it's a home game that Buffalo didn't really earn in my estimation. It's a good thing. We're going to beat Buffalo. Cause that the, the NFL it behooves the NFL to finally give us some calls because all this goes away. Cincinnati gets a home game. They get to play the chargers. We'll, we'll go to, and we'll just, we'll take it. We'll, we'll lay one down. We'll take one for the league and we'll go to Kansas city. I mean, there usually is one shocking result in, in wildcard weekend. So, I mean, I can't think of a more shocking result than us going to Buffalo and winning with Skylar Thompson. So uh, we'll see, but over on the NFC side, uh, Dallas Cowboys going to the, to Tampa Bay, Bucks are eight and nine, but they won their division. So they get a home game. The Cowboys are a 12 win team that has to go on the road in the first round. So they're actually favored by two and a half. I actually like Tampa in this game. I think they just match up well with the Cowboys. They've beaten them the last few times they've played, including this year, week one, they beat them pretty handily in Dallas. And, uh, I, I don't know. I, some, I just like the Bucks to, to get the win here. Cowboys aren't playing great. I've, I've lived long enough not to bet against Tom Brady. In the playoffs, especially. So, yeah. 
Um, Giants nine seven and one going to uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, I believe, finished thirteen and four um, on the season. And uh, I, they had a <laughs> their point differential was they they were outscored by their opponents, yet they still won thirteen games. So some kind of imposter syndrome going there. I do think they probably beat the Giants because I don't think the Giants are that good. But that should be a really good game, I think. Uh, yeah, because you never know which Vikings team is going to show up. I mean, the, it shouldn't be a good game. Um, the, the playoff Kirk Giants, Cousins. what 440 though, that's, that's not, that's not lights. That's sunlight. The Giants <laughs> right, have like 1 PM either. That's true. The Giants <laughs> have like the, the no receiving core. It's, it's like, it's yeah, funny. they've been smoking mirrors as well. Their defense is pretty good. Barkley's great. I think Daniel Jones has, you know, earned a, another year as the starter there. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting how they got to the playoffs this year. Yeah, I like the Vikings uh, to 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 win and get demolished in the next yeah round. And then uh, the final, well, actually, the final game of the week is that Bucks uh, Cowboys game they play on Monday night. But the um, the first game of the uh, week is our the first final game, game. Actually, is the last one we're talking about. The Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers. Um, so that'll be. It's a divisional. All of these games are rematches from the uh, from the regular season. Um, San Francisco beat Seattle both times um, this year. The, the game in Seattle was pretty close, or the score was close. But if you watched that game, it really wasn't close. Um, San Francisco is the hottest team in the NFL right now. Won ten in a row amazing defense, incredible offensive line, all kinds of weapons on offense. They're making Brock Purdy look good. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't see the Seahawks winning this game. I think the 49ers are most likely going to come out of the, uh, of the NFC as the, uh, the representative for the Super Bowl. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting. I know Purdy had to make a comeback in that, in that one game, but you know, if they fall behind against a good team, like the, like the Eagles, it'd be, be, It'd be a lot to ask him to, you know, to bring him back. So it'd be interesting. Yeah, I, it will be. I, so if things go the way I think they're going to go, you'd have Tampa Bay going into Philadelphia. I wouldn't be shocked if Tampa won that game. I mean, I know they haven't looked like the Bucks at all at any point this season, but I if mean, Hertz would you be shocked health, if, if they went in there and won? I mean, if if it turns out Hertz is still hurt and he doesn't and he's not looking good, um, if he's looking like he did in, in that in that week eighteen game, then I wouldn't be shocked. If he's healthy and playing like he did, you know, the first three quarters of the season when he was a MVP candidate, I'd be shocked because this Bucks team's bad. They do they do bad things. They yeah, I I agree. Um, I don't expect but... them to pull off two upsets. I expect them to pull off one. Brady Fair can enough. only carry him so far. Fair enough. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, the Dolphins do shock the world, get him, pull off a miracle, and then we'll get to, uh, you know, come back next week and and uh, do another playoff. Because honestly, we'll, yeah, we'll see. Tyreek Hill going back to Kansas City, that'd be pretty <laughs> good. NFL, are you listening? The That's, NFL that would be makes stupid not to do that. It would save them the headache of having Cincinnati to have to travel to Buffalo for for a second you round know playoff you game. No, you want this, yeah. And they, you they want it to be, be a good game, listening. so you know you'll force him to clear tour and give him a magic helmet so he can never get hurt again. Come on. I, I like where your head's at, Rob. I really do. 
Um, all right. Uh, let's switch over to our favorite part of the show, Fantasy Camp. Why don't you go ahead and hit it, Rob? Fantasy Camp. Why don't you tell everybody what happened last week, Rob? The bad thing. You drafted Hill and Waddle again, right? I did. Did I... I don't even remember. So I must have. Did I go first and I took Hill and I let you take Mostert and Wilson? Yep. Yes, that is exactly right. Because uh, you had the first pick the week before. You know, without Tua, having the two running backs is the way to go. Um, but I wanted Hill and it cost me. Hill and Waddle, we both know. Seven catches between them, 23, 44 yards. That's all my offense. Sherfield didn't catch anything. Mostert and Wilson each had over 70 yards. They also had a couple catches, but not enough to score <laughs> points. But you got your points for your catches. You even had Gasicki as your extra third never-do-anything player with, like you said, he was our leading receiver with four for 46. And then our defense guys were close. You had Wilkins and Bakers. I had Phillips and Roberts. Um they were basically oh, pretty much even. Uh, I had one more point than you. One extra tackle for loss. You had one more tackle. Um, it kind of it was, it was a wash. So you crushed me 33 to 19. Crushing me for the regular season. 640 points to 517 points. 12 wins to 5. That's just a beat down. Yep. The tie freaks were the, uh, the winners. That's my team's name. So they beat the Waddlers. All right, but uh, we do have another week, so we got to do it one more time. Um, and because I was so dominant in the uh, the regular season, I get the first pick. And uh, with Raheem Mostert being a question mark, I'm going to go with uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. <sighs> well, I'll do it again. Hill and Waddle. This is insane. How can I have Hill and Waddle three weeks, three in, weeks a in a row and lose? That means big games for Hill and Waddle. It's write it down. I hope uh, it happens. I, I hope they break the they break the streak here. Um, all right. Well, with uh, Mostert being questionable, I'll go with uh, Sylvan Ahmed. Uh, I feel like he'll probably get a decent amount of carries and hopefully do a decent amount of damage. <laughs> he scored a touchdown last time up there. So give me Sylvan Ahmed. All right. You get two picks. That is right. And I am kind of torn because I do want Mostert. Um, and then just lock you out of the running game altogether. But I'm going to play it safe because, uh, like I mentioned, running backs with broken thumbs are uh, its a pretty tough one for a running back to play with. So I'll go with Kosicki. Um, You know, hopefully we get to see, you know, he and Thompson seem to have uh, a little bit of a rapport. You know, he'll be working over the middle. He'll be that check down uh, safety blanket. And hopefully it's a big game. Give me yep. Mike Kosicki. That's a. Uh... So now in this last spot, I Sherfield's kind of been disappearing. Ezekama got in the game, which was fun. Craycraft is making catches. If I could take Cedric Wilson, Ezekama, Craycraft, and Sherfield into one player, I'd take them here. But since I can't, and neither one of them is going to give me much, I'm just going to put Mostert in there. If he plays, I got a good shot of winning. If he doesn't, I'm not going to. I mean, you could spot take two zero. of them, right? You could take one, and then your duper flex, right? Oh, you go that I, way. no! I, I, I would need to take. If I could put all four in one, I would think about it, and I still might take Mostert. So I'm going to take Got Mostert, it. and then in my okay. duper flex, I will take. I'm just going to take Phillips. He's just. A, I know 
you know, the running quarterbacks are hard. Bringing Allen down is hard. He's just there. He's just, he's just, his, his win rates are fantastic. He's always in the backfield. I love watching him play. Uh, so I'm taking, I mean, I love this defense. How are they not the best defense ever? I love this defense. Bad coaching. That would be the, uh, would be the answer there. One of the things too, with Phillips and, and Chubb, they like, they, you know, and Ingram, like they, they get pressure, they get in there. They just don't finish the sack. Like they don't, they don't get to the guy. They don't but bring that, him down. But you know what um, that is? That's bad. That's coverage, right? Because if they, if the guy can, when the guy's coming, if he could throw it, if the guy's not open, you, it's a sack. If he's got somebody yeah. open, he's throwing the ball. So, I mean, this, this, this the defense has, gone has been down a major issue secondary. this year. Um, lots of injuries, obviously, but those are, that's excuses. Um, All right. Either way. So who are you taking? Who you, who you taking? So you want to take a, you want to put a Cedric Wilson in your, in your super duper? Nah, I'm going to go with uh Christian Wilkins. He's been my kind of my go-to just an amazing season for him. 94 tackles from a defensive, from Incredible. a defensive tackle from an interior defensive lineman. That's unheard of. Incredible. Um, and he and plays, didn't make the pro bowl. He's all, <laughs> He also plays so many snaps. Like the, 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 yeah. those guys usually are out. He's like he's like leading. Like not he's like at the top and like playing like ninety percent of snaps, which is unheard of for a for a defensive tackle. Yeah, whoever is coaching this defense next year has some really good places or pieces in place. So I think um, I'm going to do it. Christian Wilkins very very excited about him. N- nice to see the the player that he has become. Uh, and yeah, just very very glad he's on our team. Um, and I'm going to go with Bradley Chubb. Um, you know, I picked him a few times this year. I think earlier on in the season when we first got him, you know, he was he got you know a, a hand not a handful. Uh, I believe two and a half sacks in those first you know three games that he played four games. Um, He's generates pressure, but he hasn't been getting home. And again, it's like you said, I think a lot of it's tied to these, you know, the, the first and second reads being open. So the quarterbacks are able to get the ball out fast, but I think Chubb's going to get there. I think Chubb's going to get to Allen in this game. I think Allen, he's going to get there at least once. So give me Bradley Chubb. So I'm going with a kind of a last year staple. Um, he has been very quiet this year, mostly because the secondary issues. He's, he's just got to play center. He's got to play center field. About. Yeah, I'm taking Holland. Um, I like that he, you know, on a couple of the third and longs, he spied Allen. Um, I feel like they're maybe he'll get a blitz or two, maybe can get a sack. Would love to see him get a pick. I'm taking Holland. I want a want a big game from the snowman. Love to see it. I hope we see it. Um, all right. So. Well, I, I hope a, your team does very, very well. Um, I know Hill and Waddle are due, and I hope we get there. I hope we, um, I hope we shock the world. I really do. Um, it's just exciting to to have a playoff game to watch and to be involved in. So um, it's been a good year. I hope it doesn't end. I hope we uh, continue it. I hope the NFL was listening, um, and they help make it happen. Make it happen. Let's go. Let's go, NFL. We can do this. And for everybody else, thanks for uh, for the year so far. Hopefully, we keep it going. We'll be back next week, no matter what. Let's go, Dolphins. Let's go, Dolphins!